0: Vino Line Media presents Business First. Hi, all, and welcome to a new episode of Business First with Sonia Aline. I am your host. And today we're going to talk about an art that is actually centuries old that has gained a lot of popularity. Our guest today is um, steeped in this art for three generations. And so she's going to talk a lot about that how she got started, her inspiration, and um, and what people should know if they are interested in the candle business or the fragrance business. And so I'd like to introduce Sharon Solomon, who is the owner of Candles of Hope, Mind, Body and Soul. Welcome Sharon, I'm excited to have you here. You know, there's a lot of young people who are interested in candle making and have started these independent companies, but I've never met anyone who's been involved in fragrance and candle making as long as you have. So it's been three generations um, for your family, you're the third generation. What inspired this tradition in your family?
1: Okay, well, um, firstly, I was inspired by my dad, who was inspired by his mom, who used to make fragrances for soaps and lotions when he was a child. My dad was a perfume chemist who graduated from Columbia University, a immigrant from Liberia, who came to the States with this idea of being a perfume chemist. Um, I grew up in a laboratory my whole life. I can remember standing by my dad, adding up numbers, smelling different things, and from there, my love of fragrances began. If I tell you, my dad was making me Chanel Number no. Five when I was five. So, um, being around that, I watched him, you know, collaborate with different celebrities, work with different companies. He made um, a cologne for Muhammad Ali. He made the flavor for Close Up toothpaste, the fragrance for Tide, Arm and Hammer soap powder. So, being around that. As a child, I just was inspired by, wow, you can do so many things with fragrances. You know, he taught me that fragrances elicit emotions. They trigger feelings, memories. And I think now to modern day with me creating candles with the fragrances, my dad inspired us and taught all of us how to make really takes me back to a time where I just feel grounded you know, like that is, those are my roots. That's my childhood. So what I try to do with, you know, the fragrances I create now in the form of a candle, I think I'm trying to promote wellness. I'm trying to give back to my community with Candles of Hope. And I'm actually trying now to use technology to bring, I guess, candle making and fragrance formulation to the forefront to really reach more people.
0: Wow. So what a rich history. Um, Did your dad ever talk about what allowed him to think that coming here, this would be the opportunity to to pursue this passion that he had?
1: Well, I'm going to tell you, honestly, education was always number one in our household. You know, I think that my father taught all of myself, my siblings, that if you have an education, it doesn't matter where you come from, that can never be taken away. So with that being said, I think that we were definitely, you know, encouraged to learn things. You know, he, like I said, a PhD from Columbia, you know, that inspired me, you know, and then also to having, I think him having us around him really helped us see the inner workings of a business, see that you could be whatever you want to be. I mean, if you think about it, to be a perfume chemist, you know, to really even sit there and, you know, I understand he used to break down like the olfactory nerve and how it triggers, you know, the sense of taste and memory. So it is a science. And I also see that, you know, There are fragrances and smells in everything we do. When we walk out, we smell things. And I also think that fragrances and smells make you feel good and I also see that this is a huge industry knowing that um, we've had success my family for generations also my father's influence has also led to other very successful companies um, my cousin is the owner of Shea Moisture I feel that we all took our fragrances and used it in a, in a different avenue he did skin products and hair care I, I'm doing scented candles so we all have our niche in this whole little think. And I think it's all about business, working together and also working within our communities and within our families. Wow. So what was
0: your professional journey? At what point did you think, you know what, I'm going to follow in my father's footstep and I'm going to create a company?
1: Um to tell you the truth, I think at some point I think I didn't even know I was doing that. Um <laughs> to be honest, what happened was um like it, upon my father's passing, um I was still in college and since it was a family business, I was told that okay, you're going to work here part-time. So I guess with working there part time, um, I worked with my brothers, my cousins. They were really focused on the wholesale end. And I wanted to bring the ladies touch to it, a little spin to it. And I also saw that candles back then were really taking off and I was intrigued by it. You know, we were um, doing incense, we were doing fragrance oils for different finished products but it was very difficult to manufacture in new york um you know being things coming from china so we really needed another niche and i think we found it with the candle and i and also, you know, our customers, for us to be around as long as we are, for us to have done wholesale and not put our names on things. I think I was inspired, um, in 2003 to open up my own little candle shop on Malcolm X Boulevard in Bed Stuy when everybody thought I was crazy, that I was going to show the world what I was taught and I was going to show them my talents. And now in 2022, uh, two, 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 two. Um, I think we've taken it to the next level. I think now with our e-commerce platform, it allows me to get to a broader audience. Now, also with Candles of Hope, which is our social fundraising platform, it allows me to also give back. You know, like I said, I was born into this business, but also too, I went to school for psychology. So okay. going to school for psychology, I've always been grounded in community work and community effort. So I have worked in um, numerous fields. I've worked with teen pregnancy. I've worked with homeless youth. I've worked with mental um, illness. So I just really wanted to be bring awareness to different causes because I know that there's a gap between funding and resources. So since I have this opportunity with Candles of Hope to give back to my own passions and my own community, I take this opportunity to do so in the form of sharing our scented candle.
0: What was it that um, when you opened up your candle shop um, in 2003, Uh, what was it that people thought was odd or strange? Was it that you were going to sell candles? Was it that you were gonna open a retail shop in the middle of Bed-Stuy? What was it that that people were resistant to?
1: That we had a candle shop in the middle of Bed-Stuy with a bodega on the corner. (laughs) I mean, it just didn't fit, but I saw the vision and, um, they told me when we first moved to Brooklyn, you know, they said, Oh, gentrification is coming. But when we got there, I just felt that sense of community. And let me tell you something. That neighborhood and that community supported us, supported us in so many ways where I didn't know that you could make a luxury scented candle and people on Malcolm X would go out of their way to support black businesses. And, you know, really take the time now to get to know us. Like I didn't know community, honestly, until I got to Brooklyn.
0: Talk to us a little bit about, you know, vision, because I think that when people are creating or when they have ideas, the vision is really strong. And what happens for those of us who allow ourselves to get derailed? It is we let people get in our heads or we let people paint another picture. And so. What would you suggest for people who have a really strong vision and are balancing with getting good advice, but not losing what they really feel in their spirit and soul is the direction that they should go in?
1: Okay. well, what I would say is always keep your eyes on the prize. You really sometimes people need to understand it's the end result. It's the journey that gets you there, but it's the end result. And the one thing I am going to tell you about being a business owner, being in a fragrance industry for most of my life, you have to be resilient. You know, trends will change. You know, you have to realize that in business, you're going to you can get better. You know, you're going to start out small but you are going to grow. So I think having that resilience and believing in yourself. You know, that's the one thing I think that people don't realize. You got to believe in you. You got to believe in you, you got to believe in the product and you that has to be portrayed and come across to your consumers. To the people who are supporting you. I mean, I let everybody know I'm thankful for every dollar. I'm thankful for every compliment. I want you to tell me how you feel, how it makes you feel. But you have to understand that this is, I'm going to tell you, it's, it's a journey. You know, this, it's, it's really like it's a type of thing where it's a race, but you know, you could sprint. You know, you have to realize that, again, you have to stay steady and focused and you need to build a strong team. I think that's what I'm learning now as I'm getting older and being in, you know, this industry for such a long time. I don't know it all. I don't know it all, but I definitely keep the people around me who I know have the expertise. I know that if the people around me don't, we're going to outsource and we're going to find. And again, I know that this is going to be for like generations. So something that means so much that I'm going to continue to do for generations, I have to stay focused. This is also my son's going to be in, is going to talk about this business. My grandchildren are going to talk about this business. I mean, I started the conversation with my dad, my grandmother, you know, it is so grounded in family, black family and black business. And, you know, our dollars, mean a lot. We have a lot to contribute. So we just have to believe in ourselves. And like I said, stay focused on the prize.
0: How has your business transformed um, since 2003?
1: Like, What have you added? What have you changed? There's been so many transformations. I'm going to say that um, I realized, like I said, it was very difficult to manufacture in the States. Um, Therefore, I started to focus on products here, you know, like we have to really think about um, eco-friendly, I make a soy candle. I mean, that's employing farmers. That's coming from the United States. I mean, that means a lot. I realized too that as the industry changed, I had to change, you know, I to find my focus and to know what I was doing. Unfortunately, in 2003, um, not 2003, in 2013, we actually did close down the brick and mortar. You know, it was really a struggle. But I did realize that, you know what, I didn't necessarily need a storefront per se. You know, like I said, the neighborhood was supporting, but it really just wasn't doing enough. So at that point, I really had to regroup and restructure the business. I focused more on wholesale. I started making finished products like my dad did for others, but I started putting my name on it. I mean, that's one of the mistakes that I think we did early on. When we did wholesale, we put other people's name on it. So 2013, I said, no, we're going to be my body and soul. I'm going to start putting my name on different things. And I think that that's the stamp that allowed people to say, oh, well, I got this candle and they looked under me, even though it was what in a retail store. It started to put that buzz. And then um, no matter how much I kept saying, I'm not going to do this anymore. It's too much. But there was always somebody looking for me. So when there's somebody always looking for you, it made me say that maybe this is for me. And then I'm going to tell you. And when COVID hit in 2020, I said, you know what? I can't. How do you sell a candle on the Internet when you can't touch, feel, smell it? You know What? I sat down with, like I said, my team and recreated an e-commerce platform. And then I said, how do I bring my two visions together? I always do community work. I'm volunteering here. My husband's the greatest advocate for every organization you can think of. We came up with Candles of Hope, 50-50 fundraiser, where half of the proceeds go towards the organization. Do I think... um, large enough where I can sit there and, you know, donate my profits. No, not yet. But you know what? I think it makes me feel so good every Mm -hmm. single day when I hear this fundraiser allowed us to go to Africa. This fundraiser allowed us to get books. That means a lot. Or this fundraiser brought awareness.
0: Talk a little bit about the, the fundraising, you know, how you set this up. Four Candles, Candles of Hope. And so do you decide on a an organization? I'm sure organizations may come to you and say, should we, you know, can we partner? How is it that you do the fundraising efforts?
1: Okay, well, actually now, um, when we first did it, we were reaching out to organizations that mm-hmm. we knew were definitely fundraising. So um, we were very selective when we were picking our partners so um, now, basically, if we get somebody who comes to us and they explain their cause, they explain what they need the funding for. I mean, we work together because I understand I've come from the non-for-profit sector. You know, grants run out, money runs out. So I feel that, again, it's a it's a win win. I think that if recently we partnered with the NAACP. Great organization. November, we did Teen Homeless Awareness Month. So I think sometimes it's things that are close to my heart. Or if the organization can educate us on what it is they need and how we could be helpful, like you said, it's a partnership.
0: How would you say your background in psychology has served you throughout business?
1: Oh, wow. Well, it keeps me resilient. I stay patient. I realize I don't take a lot of things personal. But I also do think that when it comes to the candles and the scents and the fragrances, it all also stems from wellness, mental health, well-being. You know, like when you take the time to sit aside and take a moment for yourself, which many people don't, you're at one. You have a sense of peace. So I think that's where I'm coming from, and that's actually what I want to give away in the donation is not really the monetary aspect. It really is the experience, because once you experience the candle through Candles of Hope in the fundraiser, you're going to come back to my luxury line. You're going to be every candle lover always comes back and says, oh, I fell in love with this fragrance. So I also want to put that out there to the world that, you know what? If Candles of Hope will be the distribution platform that will allow you to be on the plight that I am on with bringing both of my loves and passions and causes together, I'm there.
0: So what's next for your your company um, and for you?
1: Well, what's next for my company is we're actually always upgrading technology because, again, technology is always um, changing. But for me, per se, we're working on a rebrand. So, Um, yes, we are. And the rebrand is really going to be focused a lot on the inspiration of my dad. So we will be changing the company name. OK, um, I guess maybe I can put it out there now soon to come. <laughs> um, my dad's company was Devunk Incorporated and we're bringing that back. So wow. if you notice um, with the different lines, it is going to be mind, body and soul inspired by Devunk Incorporated. Candles and hope inspired by Devunk Incorporated because I understand where my passion comes from. And I hope that I make him proud every single day. And there's there's a bigger picture. You know, I, I really think that in my life, a lot of the things that I was afforded was off of the hard work off of my father. So you know what? In my son's life, all of the things that he's going to get is going to be based off of my hard work. And we also work together. Let me tell you something. My son helps with this app. He's the one who said we needed an app. I was like, we don't need an app. <laughs> but, you know, the youth and, you know, as technology changes. They're the new vision. So my hope is that when I say that in 1972, my dad started his company, I started in 2003. I can't wait till one day my son says I started in 2000 and whatever. But I definitely see that.
0: What do you think is the key to keeping children engaged? We've had a a couple of families that we featured and... You know, I also know that it can be a struggle and I know people who are disappointed because their kids aren't interested in the family business or have no interest in carrying it on. Um, What do you think it has been for your family that you continue to inspire interest and support and and this need to, to keep it going, to carry it on?
1: What I'm going to tell you is that I've learned that you have to empower your kids. You have to let them know the inner workings. I think that's what I saw. I mean, I saw how my dad got up every day at five o'clock in the morning, wore the same clothes all the time. But when we wanted something, he made it happen. You know, so I saw what hard work, does my son sees what hard work will accomplish i mean every single day i let him know the sky's the limit the sky's the limit and let's do it for each other you know whatever passion he has i mean i'm hoping that it would always be to be in the family business but if it if it's not i mean we're still a network we're still going to encourage each other we're still gonna put it, you know, I'm gonna put him in places where he's gonna be successful. And I think that that's what I've learned with this whole network of just being in a family business. It's not just me. I told you it, my cousins, my brother, I mean, we all refer to one another. We've built a, a circle. And what we're trying to do is actually build black excellence.
0: I love it. Um, your Your grandmother and your father have laid a beautiful foundation. I know your dad is going to be proud is proud with all that you've done and, and all that you're going to do in the future. Um, and we'd like to stay in touch with you. So what's the best way for audience members to contact you, to support you and to buy your products?
1: Best way is to definitely visit our website, mind, body, and soul candles.com. If you're interested in doing any type of social fundraising platforms, you can also visit us at candlesofhopeapp.com.
0: Well, thank you so much, Sharon, for coming on and sharing your story and inspiring me. And I know inspiring those listening. We wish you all the best and look forward to following your success.
1: Thank you so much, Sonia, for having me. And thank you for this opportunity and this platform to just let everybody know what we're doing and what we're trying to accomplish. So I so appreciate you. Oh, you are welcome. Um, Thank you all for listening and we'll be back again
0: next week. The Business First Podcast is hosted and produced by Sonia Lee, associate producer Ariel Mancibo, executive producer Ken Johnson. Find the Business First Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts, and on social at business underscore first underscore podcast on IG. The Business First Podcast is a mean old line media production.